offer and subliminal SF. the Tulsa towns of Floating Goat. You know what time it is. It's Friday night. It's time for a Fantastics Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm going to run around here to the stage. Uh, all right. You're listening to Mutiny Radio. It's Friday night. Uh, here we go. It's uh, Hell Hat tonight, and if you don't know what that means, there's this hat. It's Don't worry, it's been dead for a long time. It's not... Don't think that I'm a mean person because I murdered a fox. I'm not crazy like a fox. Uh, but yeah, it's been dead for a long time, so don't worry about it. It's finally... It's getting its use. It's had more use now, I think, as a Hell Hat than it ever did as a fox. I don't know. I don't want to speak for this fox. Uh, so the way this show works is uh, we pull out crazy premises out of the hat and then uh hey improv stand-up magic what it do and uh if you're from out of town and you're like really want to do your material you can just say fuck the hat you don't know you can fuck the hat you literally actually probably could fuck the hat it would probably feel pretty good uh so just reaching in uh famous last words uh i think that from the last show it would be we're all gonna die i think that we learned that that's the famous last words. I actually had, I've been having weird dreams uh, about dying lately, and it it's terrible because they're really scary. Hey, Jonathan, take the CD out all the way. I hear it. You got to pull it all the way down. Thank you. Yeah. My my finely tuned ear. I can hear the dulcet tones of death ringing from afar. Uh, my famous last words would be, uh, "Fucking give some money to Mutiny Radio." No, thank you guys for for being here and and paying. It really, it's really it's really great. The free speech. Uh, who gives a shit? How are you holding up today? Not so great. It's been a rough. It's been a rough day for me. Um, I used to love these pants. Last night I was. Uh, I love I love my other job. I love it, but I feel like I don't want to complain, but sometimes I feel like I'm the most I'm the only responsible person in San Francisco. I'm like, "Oh, no one else showed up to work or they left early. I guess I'll do the dishes." I wasn't even supposed to be on last night. I got bleach on my pretty pants, and now I feel like I know. I love these pants. Shelly Strable gave me these pants. If anybody has any pants you want to give me, please give me your pants. I love pants. I never change sizes. I've always been a size 5, and I will take your pants. I'll also take your shoes. If you have, if you're a size uh, seven and a half, eight and a half, something like that. The last book I read, I read a lot actually. So um, right now I'm reading this book by this English guy who's uh, the entire American language. He's the etymology of how we got all of our words. It's for me, it's scintillating. I'm a boring person, uh, but it's. <laughs> I learned that raccoon comes from the Urquoi Rakumsa. And just like a huge amount of our language, we just stole the Native Americans' words, and then we couldn't say them right, so we just made them into other words. We're like, oh, yeah. Let's call him Squanto. His name was like Tasquantum. <laughs> we couldn't figure it out, though, so we're like, fuck that guy. 
Uh, yeah, Sacagawea, not spelled the way we thought, but now we put her on a coin and it makes all the difference, doesn't it? She is, she was a special lady. Your trauma, wow. I would say that my biggest trauma that I ever incurred was when I, um, I was skateboarding and I fell on my face and I lost a tooth. And spitting teeth into your hand as a 36-year-old woman is not, uh, yeah, it's cool, actually. Don't worry about it. It was really, I was like, I am so fucking hardcore. But the trauma wasn't like actually then with the chin being in the bleeding. and the, It was after. Did you know that if you lose a tooth and you're an American, people treat you like a piece of trash? <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, I was missing a tooth. Still had two master's degrees. <laughs> but I was a piece of shit. It was great. I've really, I really I've never felt like a second second class citizen as much as when I was missing a tooth. I was like, wow, America really hates poor people. <laughs> it's really not funny, just true. I'm like, oh, it's a, they, of course you, of course we hate poor people because capitalism thrives on people buying things, and if you can't buy things, then you're just a worthless American. Or yeah, I want to move to Mexico. I like buying things in Mexico. Uh, new math. Has anybody experienced the new math? Does anybody have any kids in here? Anybody with any kids? No one, none of you have heard of the new math. There's this thing that uh, is called new math, and it's uh, the old math except new. <laughs> Makes no sense. Do you know there's, there's like a whole new way to multiply things. You use like a box, and you do all this thing, and you divide the numbers up. I, I was crying with an eight-year-old. The eight-year-old was crying. I started crying. I'm like, I don't understand. I just did division like this. You do this little thing, and then you do this stuff. And she's like, I, I can't. And we were both... Fuck new math. It's it's terrible. If if you guys don't even look it up. Does does everybody is it, is everybody good at math or are we all you guys are all on your cell phones, you just guess all the time? Is there anything are you are you math are you a math guy? I think I'm the best in this room based on the response. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. Um you are greater or equal than everyone in here. That's I don't want to do that one. Oh, uh, if you don't want to do one, you can just put it back. You can just say fuck it, I'm gonna put it back. Yeah, you can, you can, I know, it's, it's a chump move. The Maldives, I have no idea where this is. Is anybody good at geography? Because I am not. I, I feel that's, this was a, a problem. Yeah, Ralph knows where the Maldives are. Where are they? Are they islands? They're islands off the coast of India. Sure, I don't know. I believe it. I don't know anything about geography. I didn't, I mean... I, I learned recently that French Guiana is a place. <laughs> Anyways, I, I bet there's, there's so many countries that you could say this, like, oh, that, what was the one I learned how to pronounce it? Antigua is a place, right? Big bird versus a big horny bird. Uh, just to let you guys know, when I, I wrote these while I was watching uh, Little Nicky, so that was there's so there's some stuff in there. You're like, what? Yeah, a big, big horny bird. Uh, I just I I think Big Bird actually was a big horny bird. No, it was Elmo that was a little a horny red m monster thing. How horrifying it would be to have sex with Big Bird. Like, where do you what do you put in his cloaca? Or do they, I don't know. Oh, Snuffy, put your big furry trunk in my cloaca. It's, you learn how to masturbate with your imagination with Snuffleupagus. Big horny bird. Horrific moments. Oh, horrific moments. 
That's like, so there's the pizza place that I go to. They have a pizza box and on it, it says, enjoy your delicious moments. And I like that. That makes me, you know, I look at it and I'm like, my moments are delicious sometimes. Uh, but like lately, I've just been experiencing these horrific moments. I think the scariest thing that's happened to me is it's me just losing my faith in society. I was on the bus today and it was horrific. There was a boy um, who thought the entire bus needed to listen to his fucking conversation. Oh, and not just his conversation. He had it on a fucking speakerphone. He had his filming out. The guy is on the film. Why do we all have to listen to your fucking conversation? You're a 17-year-old boy. Nothing you say. It was like the most banal conversation. I wanted to look at this fuck face and be like, do we all have to listen to you and your fucking boyfriend talk about the most banal bullshit on the fucking bus? It was like, why? Why are you subjecting us to this? You sound like a fucking idiot. And he just kept talking with this. And he was filming. And the other guy, like, does the other guy even know that everybody can hear their stupid conversation? Why? Why do they subject? It's horrific. Why do they subject us to this? I feel like the loudest people on the bus are the most, are the least listened to. And it's like they're trapping us because they think nobody listens to them. So they force us to listen to them in these sort of public. I'm like, can't you just write a fucking blog? Like, why do we all have to listen to you on the bus? It's awful. And no one else said anything either. Like, we were all just sort of sitting there, and I started giving him the stink eye, and I really wanted to say, I really wanted to say something. But then I thought, oh, God, what if I do say something? And then one of the things he was talking about is how he had beat people up, but he doesn't do that anymore because he goes to church. And then he beat up this kid, and he broke his ankle, and he's laughing about it. And I'm like, you're not cool. Why? Like, do you think I think you're cooler because you think you broke someone's leg? Or is that because that's why I didn't say anything to him because I thought, oh, my God. He's gonna push me off the bus in the rain. <laughs> Fuck that kid. Seriously, 17 year olds, our world is going to hell in a handbasket. G.I. Joe, that's the thing. There are no more G.I. Joes. These fucking, uh, put that 17 year old kid in the fucking military. Like, I don't give, like, I don't like the military and I don't believe in war, but we need to be killing some motherfuckers like ASAP. I just learned from a crazy movie that over a million um, people from India when Pakistan was made, they died. And I was like, wow, a million people died. And then you think about like World War II and uh, some like. Seven million uh, fucking, uh, what are they called? Not Jews, four million Jews. Four million Jews, but it was 25, it was something like 25 million Russians or something. There were so many Russians that just fucking died and they didn't have enough guns and they'd take the gun and they'd shoot and then they'd fall down. And they're like, where are the major death things now? Like, we need to start killing some people's stat, and I got a list of them, and they're all 17. And we just take away. It's so easy, though, because they're all on their cell phones. So if we just take the cell phones away, they'll literally die. Like, they'll just wither away and be like, I can't live anymore. What will my, my 12,000 followers on Instagram do without me taking pictures of my food? Oh, my God. It's just so stupid. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't even. Okay, last one. My favorite strain of weed. <sighs> Any strain. How about how about this uh, tonight for the people on the show? Your gift uh, from me is I made uh, I made chocolate syrup with weed in it. So you can put it in a you can make a mocha. You can put put it in your coffee. You can put it in milk, like make chocolate milk. You can put it on ice cream, and you can however you want. And it's in little jars. Why did I make this? Because the new weed fucking sucks. Like. Okay, 
I wash plastic bags because I'm in San Francisco and I like to be pretentious about fucking lowering my goddamn carbon footprint. But now I have to have 50 million little glass canisters. What am I, what, San Francisco? How the fuck did we let this happen? I'm gonna wash my plastic bags. I'm gonna compost everything. I'm gonna compost my fingernails, but I'm not, I'm gonna have 50,000 weed jars in my house now. So I filled them with this chocolate sauce for you guys because I was like, what am I gonna do with the fucking jars? I don't know, how many do you have? In my house? Yeah. Yeah, 20. Like, I have one over here right now. Look, there's one back here. Like, I don't even know what to do with There's one next to you. Pull, pull that out of there. Look, oh, we just have them laying willy-nilly around the goddamn place if anybody wants them. I just, I don't understand the new weed. I'll, I'll finish on this. Why? Look at that right there. He's got 30, you incandescents in his own bag. He has six empty. I, I don't I don't get it like we can't recycle we can't bring them in and get them refilled because everything has to be and what's with finger fucking our you know I I like to finger fuck my own bud I don't like to I get it and it's all perfectly manicured just like everyone's pubic hair like it's all specially trimmed and all special in the trichomes and the bicombs I want the trichomes and the bicombs leave the leave the leave the pin leaves on I'll do something with the pin leaves why we got them we're obsessed. We're obsessed with like quaffing all of the hairs on our own body and now on our weed. I just don't get it. Like we take the most natural thing and we're like, okay, wait, how can we make it totally unnatural? Just cut it a little bit and then we'll put it in a little glass jar. We'll go, wow. And the last time weed was 60 bucks an eighth was in 1992 and it was illegal and I was in San Diego for the green bud and now it's $60 an eighth again. What the fuck happened to the $20 eighth of green bud? <laughs> Thanks, California. I really <laughs> fucked this one up. It's because it's we're paying for all this goddamn packaging. That's all we're paying for. That's the thing. The packaging costs more than the weed. The little glass jars, I bet, cost more than the actual weed. Why did we do that? Like we just, more industry, I, I don't know. It's a big, it's a lot of glass. It's a lot of glass, you guys. It's too much glass. Uh, I did not make an order. <laughs> I completely uh, have no idea who's gonna go up first. You wanna, you, it looks like, it looks like you. Unless some, someone has a show later you have to go to, you wanna get up, you wanna do it. I can go up, but I don't have a show, but I can go up early. Okay, cool. Well, we'll have Marty go first, just cause he's sitting there and he's excited. Uh, hey, he's one of the comedians who's gonna be part of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. He's gonna be hosting the ultimate game show. I have no idea what it will be about, but I'm sure it's gonna be fucking phenomenal. You guys are gonna love him right now. You're pulling out of the hell hat. Clap your hands wildly for Marty Cunney. It's really a shame we have the alcohol ordinance here because the ultimate game show is really supposed to be the ultimate drinking game show. But we'll figure something out to make it fun. Basically, the audience knows a bunch of... It's basically like the audience has the equivalent of a bingo card. And the uh, comedians don't know what's on the bingo card. And so the audience keeps scoring every time the comedians do one of the things from the thing they maybe cough or like smoke a joint or something to let them uh, so when the, the comedians look around they see everyone do the same thing at once they're like oh fuck i just tripped uh, one of the things right and then at the end we tally up and i can't decide if you're going to be a winner or a loser you know what i mean like you get the most of the winner you get the least you're a loser i don't know what it's going to be um you're going to be like a have like a cool hand luke you get to eat like two eggs for every uh every point you get or something like that. I haven't figured it all out yet, guys, but it's going to be fun. All right, hell hat time.
What I want for Valentine's uh, anal. I haven't had it in so long, guys. I I was spoiled. I was in a relationship for six years with a girl who could take it like a champ. And I thought that that was more common than it is. And uh, dating has taught me that uh, it's not. Uh, it's, an, it's, an, it's an awkward subject to broach. And my expectations are... Uh, not in line with most people's expectations around anal. So um, it's unfortunate. Uh, I, I, I miss that one. That, that one's fun. It's it's especially dirty feeling, you know. It's especially naughty feeling. Uh, I don't know. Just change it up sometimes. I can only do, you know, so many sex positions before I decide, you know, it's not that fun anymore. All right, let's spice it up a little bit. Okay. All right. Never mind. Oh, the best cat call? Hmm. The best cat call I've ever heard or uh oh, yeah, is uh <laughs> Hey baby, you shit out that thing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not a not a supporter of cat calling, but if you're going to make it like that, like go for it. I I yeah, that's like make it fun, make it fun for everybody. Like if you can, if your goal, I mean, well, catcalling isn't gonna work anyways. You might as well make it funny, right? Like, get put yourself out there. Show everyone you've got a sense of humor. That's your best bet here, okay? Just giving out compliments and then saying like, "Where do you live?" That's how you stalk people. Like I don't know how that that how how people think that works. Does it work? Has it ever worked in the history of catcalling? I don't know. I'd be interested in knowing. And I don't know. I'm not a catcaller myself. Roast. Roast myself? Roast anybody in the room. Okay. Let's see here. Um, well, well, well. Um, are you guys fucking later? Are you guys a gay couple? Is that what this is? <laughs> Yeah, it's it seems like it's a race at the bottom between you two to host the next. Uh, is there like a 10 p.m. satanic cult meeting in here? Is that what this is? <laughs> Fucking Aleister Crowley meeting in here? Is that what's going on? <laughs> oh God! Oh man, that's a fun. I always find that funny. Is like people say things like, "Oh yeah, Satanists." It's like those aren't. That's like the ultimate trolling set of people. Like nobody believes in the devil. The whole point is that you don't believe that there's a devil. Like the whole point is just to fuck with other people. And somehow everyone completely misses that point when they talk about them. It's the funniest thing. It's like they're trying to encant. It's, it's like that's only supporting Christianity is saying that you believe in the devil. That's. That's you're not. They're not larping with you and like playing on your side. It's that's not how this works. Okay, that's not, that's like that's how full of themselves like like the ultra right like Christian people are. Is they're like they're actually against us. Like no, like the Salem witch trials. Like those weren't witches. Those are just people that didn't like you. They, they, <laughs> they weren't worshiping the devil. They were just trying to fuck. Okay. <laughs> Hey, pal, welcome to hell. Look at me here. All right. Hey, pal, welcome to hell. I mean, that's the greeting I'm going to get when I get down there because it's, let's face it, I only know like three people that would qualify for Christian heaven. So it's going to be all my friends down there anyways. It's going to be a great time. 
uh that's pretty much i mean i was in a fraternity in college that's what hazing was like right it's just going to be like eons of hazing i can do that just having people someone yell at you and stick pineapples up your ass like we did that in college bring it on satan come on <laughs> as long as i have my friends next to me oh. <laughs> i can do whatever gay shit i want <laughs> Uh, hate fucking. Oh, the the best kind of fucking. Although it's a problem. I don't. I haven't hate fucked anyone in a long time because, uh, like again, bringing up. I don't mean to be a broken record with the ex, but uh, she got me really into choking during sex, and I think if I hate fucked her, I'd probably kill her at this point, and that's a real concern. Uh, <laughs> I mean. I, I tried to write a bit about that a while ago. I'm not trying to do too much material on stage, but it, there is something special about having that connection with someone where they like will let you choke them out to the point that where they almost pass out. Because one of two things is going on. One, they trust you that much, right? Like that's a special connection. And two, if they ever annoy you during the day, you get to take it out on them later. <laughs> and they'll like thank you for it. It's really good for the relationship is what I'm trying to say. So I can't imagine like the flip side of that. It's like, this isn't a loving choke. This is an angry choke. Like, oh God, that's dangerous. <laughs> What's your favorite swear word? Um, cunt. That's a fun, it's the only one we can't fucking say anymore. So it's got to be my favorite. Everyone else is so normalized now. And cunt is like becoming the new F word. You know what I mean? Like nobody bats an eye at fuck anymore. You get one in every PG-13 movie, but... You hear fucking one of the Avengers blast out a cunt and everyone's going to be like, oh, God. <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine Captain America punching Thanos and just going, you cunt. <laughs> and everyone else is like, whoa, whoa, Steve, slow down there. I mean, he did kill half the universe, but do you have to use such language? I think that's, that's that's a bad example, right? Steve, the whole thing of Captain America is he doesn't swear. But that would be like, how great would that be? Like, that's the one time Captain America swears. <laughs> He's just, just punching some villain in the face and calls him a cunt. And everyone's like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, man. I won't be intimidated by this goddamn hat. No. Um, I won't be intimidated we had a fun uh, thing happen at an open mic a couple weeks back where a um, a uh, open micer got too drunk, dropped the mic, and then started a fight with the bartender and um, informed us as we were as asking him to escort him out. Uh, I'll put it in nice terms um, that he was from East Palo Alto and that he would fuck up all of us. And um, which I found unlikely because there was about 10 of us. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but he did uh, liberally using the N-word uh, towards me, um, which I thought was odd. Uh, <laughs> and uh, it was just fun watching all these, like, you know, the whole fun, like, uh, comedy's great, right? It's just this fun cross-section of people. Like, even in here right now, we got a lot of different kinds of people. And it was just fun watching us all team up to just form this human wall to osmos this guy out. And it was it was like it was like a march or something. Like we linked up to arms and like we will not be cowed by this dickhead. Uh so we weren't intimidated. It was fun. Um it all turned out okay. He we we managed to get the cops there to wrangle him and uh 
even this yeah that was that was a whole thing that was i was pissed i, I really did want to sock him in the face because he at one point he snatched my glasses off and threw him to the ground and i was like what a bitch ass move that is like also i'm probably the biggest comedian <laughs> like size wise not maybe not like height but like i probably have the more muscles than most comedians do and it was interesting that he picked me to do that one too. It was like, you're going to come after me, man. Like Matthew quirks right there. Like, oh. <laughs> you're going to get in his face, get in that guy's face. Come on. The, oh, the betting us part was, uh, Craig Gettle <laughs> was hosting the mic at the time. This was at mission Hill. And, um, he was, it, it was kind of, he, he was antagonizing this guy a little bit. Uh, and, and when we were like kind of like had him shut out greg is in the back going one minute <laughs> he was giving the guy trying to fight us the light and it was so good <laughs> it was so funny and i'm like sitting up in this guy's face like trying to be like all right time to the guy and i'm just like busting up laughing like in this guy's face like oh Yo, you're not fucking helping greg i'm cat crazy well this is perfect guys I am cat crazy. I've got two cats. Uh, I've been working from home for the past couple months, and so I am like fully like cat life. I work. I, I I haven't put on like a business outfit in months. I just wear a robe and sweats, and like work on a computer with a cat in my lap all day. And that's guys don't don't ever knock it. That is, you gotta don't go to an office, work from home. This is the way to go guys. I don't need to interact with people. I just eat dried mangoes and pet a cat all day. This is the fucking, this is the way to do it. I don't know why, who came up with this idea that we need to go into an office guys. The only problem is that, um, they're the only things I talk to all day. Like, and that gets a little like when somebody comes home and I'm like, oh, hey, what's going on? I'm like, oh, shit, I'm using my like talking to my cat voice at my roommates. They're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, no. um, any, any more? Any more? I can't try anything. Any more cat news from me? I know I haven't really given a good cat update in the mutiny for a while. I know you're all dying to know what's up with my cats. Um, one of them's finally started sitting in my lap. She's a very cagey one, which is great because the other one usually is like a big fat monster and tries to sit in my lap all the time. And I like have to toss her aside. Uh, that's, that's not interesting. That's <laughs> most beneficial bad habit. How has it helped? Ooh, let's see. Um, the amount that I've been drinking over my entire life has made me better at drinking than most people I know. And so now I can really just survive a whole day's worth of social drinking and nighttime of drinking, and uh, it's great. I, I really put in the work, and it really shows, guys. I mean, I'm serious. I, I'm I'm I am good at drinking, and that's a. It doesn't sound like a good thing. Like it's nothing you can put on a resume, right? It's it just I just put like a. A uh, real go-getter and like great at networking, right? I try to think what like the buzzword on a resume is for like great drinker. It's <laughs> yeah, people person. Yeah, that's something like that, right? Because I mean, I can eat. I I have I have done a twenty-four hour bar crawl, midnight to midnight. And I had to put other people into cabs that showed up halfway through the bar crawl. 
I am a god. I don't know. <laughs> All right. What am I proud of? Um, uh, what am I proud of? I'm at, I'm the strongest I've ever been right now. I live like as far as like weightlifting wise. I know none of you probably care. This is uh, a comedian group, but how much actually I haven't, I don't bench anymore. I just do push-ups and dips, but I can squat 400 pounds right now, what? which is a good feeling. That's why, I mean, where do you think this shit comes from guys? This is, I put in a long, hard work for this shit, but Oh, I did almost get into a fight at the gym the other day. I feel like the problem with like having gone to the, like been working out consistently for like 16 years is I feel very much like every gym is my gym, which doesn't work in 24 hour fitness guys. That's not a thing. No, that's not 24 hour fitness is an everyone gym. Okay. And I'm the price I'm paying reflects that. Okay. That's. I, it's not golds. If somebody's doing curls in the squat racks, I can't yell at them, which I found out the other day because I yelled at a guy doing curls in the squat racks. And he was like flabbergasted. He had no idea why I was so mad. And I just, I like, I, I didn't know how to explain to him like the unspoken rules of the gym. And then I realized that I was the dickhead in that situation. That's a tough feeling, right? It's like, but I wasn't going to back down. I just kept yelling at the guy. I was <laughs> And then, then I like started looking to other people for validation, and then I realized I was wearing a, a John Cena shirt, and so I just probably looked like the biggest psychopath ever at like 7 a.m. in the gym yelling at somebody wearing a John Cena shirt and like fucking a gold chain outside of it. I probably looked like a real monster. <laughs> All right. Pile of kittens. Hell Yeah. Probably the worst thing to land off of you land on if you jumped off a building trying to kill yourself. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to think how that could turn bad. Uh, that'd be the worst thing about a pile of kittens is like if you're trying to kill yourself and then you jumped off a building. And the last thing you saw is that you were about to land on a pile of kittens. <laughs> right? That's probably pretty bad, right? I'm trying to think it could be worse than that. Uh, not an orphan, because they're already an orphan, right? Might as well finish the job. Yeah, somebody got their parents already, right? <laughs> puppies? Fuck puppies. Uh, I don't care about them. I think I'll leave it at that. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, guys. Marty Cunny, everyone. Pile of puppies. Pile of kittens. I was also, when I was writing these Hell Hat things, I was also watching a new Netflix show called uh, Kitten Rescue or something like that because I love kittens so much and they have these shots and I'm like, ah! And then they do terrible things like they amputated a kitty's arm and I like watched it because it fell off a four-story building and then we're in a four-story building and I think about my kitten and I look down and that's a long fucking way for a kitten live. Fuck its little leg. Right, like, but if if I had to cut the leg, I want to keep it. Can you like can resect it and like keep make like a necklace, like a tie, like a little kitty paw? You remember, remember those, remember those little um, rabbit's foot 
and then you used to get them when you're at the cakewalk or you're at school and everyone would get a, a decapitated rabbit's foot. I didn't think they were real rabbit's feet until I found its little claws. And I was like, this is actually a rabbit's foot. This is so fucked up. This is so fucked up. I was like in second grade and I started crying. I had so many of them because I thought they were so pretty and furry. And they were like, it's a rabbit's foot. I didn't really think it was a rabbit's foot. I just thought it was a fluffy piece of something that you put on your backpack. Mass murdering bunnies dying their little paws. Kitten rescue. Okay. Uh, you're sorry. I just smoked a little weed and now I'm really. It's going to get weird for me. I don't know about you guys, but we are pulling some weird shit out of the hat. Uh, you're a nice comedian. She did a really great job of hosting the happy hour. And um, yeah, she had an amazing theme the whole night through, which was so great. Um, and just like kittens, we are all gonna die. That's, it's great. But you guys are gonna love her right now. She's so alive! Nicole Turley, yay! Yeah, I was talking about putting money in the thing, the hole. Yeah, anyway. Um, life is a big journey towards death. I'm back. Um, I'm gonna try to be, you know, more positive. It's not probably not gonna work, but try, you know. Um, but as Yoda said, there is do or not do not do. There is no try. I should read this. Okay, beer tears. God, the bitch. That, I never even liked beer when I drank. Beer tears. Uh, well, alcohol would make me really depressed. You know, is that what beer tears? Oh God, I hated beer because it would one thing that always made me just made me vomit. Oh God, I remember one time after, after Oktoberfest, I was stuck between two of my friends and they were talking the whole time about, I can't wait to get home, I'm gonna eat some tricks. And my friend Kevin's all, I'm gonna get some Taco Bell. And I'm like, you guys have gotta stop talking about food. I'm gonna puke all over you and make you eat it. Oh, still better, beer tears, yeah. Um, I don't know what I can say about that. I just don't, I just, the beer is like the worst alcohol. I mean, I just don't like the taste of it. Um, I think it's bloating. It doesn't even have a lot of alcohol in it, you know? I mean, if you're gonna drink something with low alcohol, just drink something like, you know, like wine. You know, okay, fucking beer tears. Yeah, you guys know what drink I went out on. This is really fucking sad. I can't believe I'm admitting this. Uh, the last drink I had was a uh, fifth of Smirnoff peach vodka. I what was I? Th well, I was drunk at the time that I drank the last one. But it's like, dude, I, why didn't I go out on something cool like Kettle One? Or like a nice French Pinot Noir? No, I had to go out on the white girl wasted bullshit mouthwash that is Smirnoff vodka. That's and then I found out the next day when I went to my first meeting that your actual sobriety date is the day after you the, when you wake up that morning you don't drink all that day so on March 31st after the meeting I could have it, since that day didn't count I could have gone out I could have gone out and just finished it on a bottle of I just hate these stupid rules, you know. Anyway, I don't know if that, that covers beer tears, but um, beer tears just makes me think of this, these, these crusty old ass men that I used to work with at this bar in um, Portland that was like, it was called the Marathon. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I was about, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. That is the definition of sad. They sit there all around there, and we had the Miller pitchers. I don't know if you guys remember. They were Miller half. I poured so many of those, and Miller beer smells like shit. God, and they would just sit there talking, you know, like, you know, I don't know what. You guys know what? What screwed up society is when women started working. And I'm authority on work because I sit around and drink at bar all day. 
God, God, I just can't even. The place is weird. Yeah. Um, that was where I met my first conspiracy theorist, though. Uh, he was a guy that came in, dreadlocks, leaves out of his hair like he was just came out of a Shakespeare play or something. I don't know, some shit. He's all like, I'm just saying this in front of you all, where the cameras can see me, that I know what's going on. And I'm like, get the hell out, dude. Fucking, I don't want to deal with you. A lot of crazy people. Uh, and I know a lot about crazy people because I am one. Ooh, I pulled out two. Yoga pants. Yay or nay? <laughs> you know, I got to say nay most of the time because usually the, the worst, the, the, the thing about yoga pants is they're supposed to be for comfort, blah, blah, blah. I know I'm not supposed to body shame, but I'm a horrible person. So I'm going to, so many people wear them that just should not be wearing them. It's like, I don't want to see your camel toe or your moose knuckle. And I don't want to see the sweat collecting your butt crack. I just, you, I get that, you know, I just, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how the rest of you all feel, uh, but yeah, I have to say nay, because usually I just see the negative of something that's so much more scary than, you know, somebody hot wearing them. You know, if, if, if we present, if we, if we can prevent the camel toe and the moose knuckle, I'm fine with giving up the hot person, you know. Um, that, that's about the negative bias that we all have. It's scientific. We, I'll talk about that later. Um, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, but I'm going to go to the next one. Lunatic. <laughs> I should have a lot to say about this. Um, I, uh, lunatic. I, I dated a lot of lunatics. Um, I, I dated this one guy. Uh, he was an absolute lunatic. The guy that I don't know if I've talked. You might have heard me talk about him. He's the dude that thought he could control cars with his mind. Yeah, that's right. He was my first guy that I dated that went to a mental institution after we broke up. Um, cross out on my dad. He was fucking crazy. Um, but, you know, it was six months into the relationship before he started talking about how he'd been reincarnated several times and could read minds. And I'm like, God, I've already invested so much in this. I have to see it through. I was not. I was drinking really heavy then. Um, anyway, but he, uh, Marty mentioned anal and I, lunatically, he, he, he was a huge fan of anal. He was such a fan of anal, he burned me out to anal forever. I will not fucking do it. I just, no, no, you know. Um, it, it just, he, he loved it so much it was an insult to my vagina, you know. It's just, um, I think I feel about anal the way that most guys feel about having a baby. Hear me out. Um, you know, they'll only do it if they really love the girl and it's a deal breaker, okay. But no, I, I don't even think I could do it if I really love the guy again. It's just, he'd have to get an extra girlfriend, you know, a side bitch that did the anal. We'll call her his butt buddy. I have this friend that tells me that I need to give anal another chance. She's all, please, come on. You'll love it. Just try it again. It's like, no, but do you want to be my next boyfriend's butt buddy? <laughs> Share your heart. <laughs> uh, something is so not me. I mean, I, but you know, part of me really does care about people. Even though, I, I mean, I say I hate people, you know, I'm a misanthrope, you know, no shit. You know, I say, but I mean, that's people as a whole. Once I know them as individuals, I really do like them. And I, I don't, you know, want to kill them. But, you know, which is weird. I'm a soft person. I'm a really nice person for somebody that fantasizes about murdering someone on a daily, hourly basis. Was that too real? Or No, it wasn't too real, Nicole. It was just not funny. Um... You, you, gosh, I feel like I'm in therapy. Share your heart. Um, but if I share my heart, technically I would be dead. Because 
yeah, you, you can't share your heart and live, you know? I mean, sharing your heart is like the ultimate, you know, sacrifice because you die. So much for not talking about death. Anyway, next one. <laughs> is this, is this rigged? I am so high. Okay, that's the problem. Um, I'm not. <laughs> I haven't been in a really long time. Um, and uh, the thing I miss about it, uh, being drunk mostly was my favorite. My, I was a depressants girl. Um, and actually, the only, the, only, the only thing I really liked about cocaine um, is the drug it made with alcohol. You know, I think that's because, yeah, I mean, you, you anybody ever done a stimulant like cocaine or speed without alcohol? It sucks, dude. It fucking sucks, okay? There's no way. Um, I am so, I'm high on life. I fucking hate people that say that. I mean, yeah. It's just really, you know, I mean, you know, they're like, it, like at recovery meetings, they all talk about, you know, how my life is much better now, you know? And it's like, you know, deep down inside, they miss getting high. You know that. I know that. I do. I admit that. But, you know, I mean, is yeah, it's a, everything's a trade-off. You know, there's something good about everything. Just like there's something good about murder if you kill someone that is really a piece of shit. I am so high. What can I say? Um, one time I had a friend, Lil... Oh, shit. Not saying real names. Sorry. Um, uh, she said she was so high that she was looking at a corner in her apartment and thought it was a portal that she could talk to and talk to her dead boyfriend. That's high, right? On that, so I'm going to go to the next one. <laughs> Gosh. I, Marty's, Marty's were much better. I feel... See, he, that's because he's a happy person. You're, you know... Mermaid Parade. That's impossible. <laughs> it is. <laughs> they don't have legs. I mean, a mermaid, can you, is it called a parade if you're swimming in the ocean? <laughs> that's like, that's like, that's like, that's like, you know, that's like God, you know, that doesn't exist, you know, basically. Um, mermaid Parade, but it does have a nice pretty ring to it, I will say. Mermaid Parade. It does. It's very, you know, melodious, and I, I do think it's a pretty thought, but completely impossible. I mean, let's, I mean, could you walk on a, on a tail? Well, well, first of all, mermaids don't exist, but if they did exist, could they walk on a fishy? Like, just maybe they could. I mean, maybe it's possible, but it's, I'm, <sighs> That's about all. That's that's a limit of my creativity on that on that one. Mermaid parade. <laughs> now now that's. <laughs> I was so high. I'm so high that I thought there could be a mermaid parade. See, uh, that's called a callback. Is that a callback or is that? Okay. Last I'm gonna call it last one. Okay, cool. Um, it's blank. Oh. <laughs> I think this is a perfect one to end on. Because it goes back to my death theme. When you've done all this work in life, you try to give meaning to it, but then it's just a blank, because it doesn't matter, because no matter what you do, you can't stop yourself from dying. Anyway, you guys, this has been a lot of fun on Hell Hat. <laughs> Pam is gonna come up and cheer us all up again.
The cult's early. Yay! Mermaids. I think that mermaids, they think that they existed because of manatees. I read a book about sailors in the 1800s, and what they would do is they would capture manatees, and then they would skin them alive so that they were slippery, and they would fuck them. Because they have boobs. They have, like, big mammaries, and so they just, that's what the sailors did. They fucked the manatees. Yeah, they'd skin them because then they felt more like the muscles that felt more like a lady. I know, it's terrible. Sailors are awful. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna categorically put that out. No, maybe just people are all why do I I I really read it in a book, I swear. <laughs> but it's I know we did some horrific things. Imagine what we did to the Native Americans. <laughs> That's what we did to manatees, right? <laughs> They're people and then the other ones are animals. Okay. Although maybe maybe manatees are like I mean, so long and thanks for all the fish. I mean, they're like a porpoise, which are pretty fucking smart. So I mean maybe they're even smarter than we are. I don't know. Whoa. All right. I'm sorry, I'm bringing us to yeah, whoa. <laughs> All right, April, you want to try it? Sure. Yay! She's all the way from Portland. Put your hands together for April Gallaty. Oh, I was going to give twice. Okay. But anyway. All right. Hi, everybody. My name is April. I'm from Port. Um, I'm originally from Georgia, but I'm from Portland. I'm visiting from Portland. So this is my first time getting to do this. So. Oh, the best sex I ever had. <laughs> um, let's see, the best sex I ever had. Uh, my husband and I were uh, dating at the time. We were both about 17 years old, and we went out to Berry College, and uh, we were we went off the beaten path a whole 20 feet or so, and <laughs> because we were 17 years old and horny, and we started fucking, and then realized people were walking by. But that's when we realized we kind of liked having people around while we were fucking, so that kind of opened up a new fetish for us. So. That's the best sex I've ever had. So there's that. Um, what are you scared of? I am scared of water. <laughs> I am particularly scared of deep water, and I'm going to tell you why. Have you ever on the news seen uh, the giant squid pieces that wash up on shore? And it's giant squid pieces. What the fuck is eating the giant squid? I don't want to meet that. Well, you know, they talk about that we know more about space than we know about our own oceans. And then you were talking about um, manatees and like, that was, re it was really horrific to learn that about sailors and manatees. I, I lived in Florida. I have a friend in Florida who um, has been attacked by manatees twice. Um, they, uh, what they do is, is that if people who go scuba diving in Florida in the in the shallow areas where the manatees are and because you're moving around slowly they think you're part of their tribe and they're like hey baby and then they get on you at about 600 pounds and squish you into the uh, yeah and they can have their way with you so you just suffocate I'm scared of water I don't I don't like the things in the water they all want to eat you or fuck you and I have no interest in that let's see what would you re-sculpt on yourself I have already done that. Um, I've never had children, but I have lost a shit ton of weight. And uh, my husband uh, basically paid, his grandmother died, and he took that money that he got in his inheritance, 
and he bought me a new belly and a new set of titties. <laughs> so, so um, you know what? It is the worst thing and the best thing I've ever done. Um, I... When we went for this surgery, the doctor told me they were going to cut into my stomach. They basically pulled my stomach down, and then they grabbed the part right above my vagina, and they pulled it up. They didn't warn me that this was going to move my clit. So the first six weeks... Six weeks after we had this done, I get on my husband as per normal. Like, I'm like, I'm so excited. It's been six weeks. Let's do this. And I get there, and I'm like, things aren't working right. This is, are you the same guy? Because, and then, and then it, we, it, we realized it's because everything was moved up. So then I kind of had to, like, I learned to shift my hips back and developed bursitis. From changing, so this is. There are things that happen from getting all these things done that you you just don't anticipate. Um, I I. You guys know that like millennial. I I don't I don't know how to phrase this. First time I ever really thought about saying this out loud. Um, ass eating. You guys know that people do this. I've been married for 24 years to the same man. We went to high school together in the 80s. You don't eat ass. <laughs> that is not something you do. And uh, this was something, like, so he's never seen my asshole, okay? We've been married for a long time. And I'm not shy. We have sex with the lights on. I have no problem. But even when I was a fat girl, I had no problem with it. But he's never seen my asshole. So the doctor, when we go in for the surgery, he, as we're leaving, he gives my husband these little, these little suppositories. And he says, if she starts gagging and is going to throw up, she has to have this to stop her from throwing up. Because if she throws up, she'll pop her stitches and she'll be in the ER getting it all put back together. Don't let her throw up. So I say, okay. I don't think I'm going to need it, but that's fine. So we get home. I've had surgery before. I had no problems. I just really didn't think I was going to throw up. And about 30 minutes into being home, I suddenly realized I was going to throw up. So you know how you start doing that thing where you're taking deep breaths and you're going, I gotta, I'm going to throw up. You got to get the suppository. <laughs> and I'm doing that, and I'm yanking my pants off as fast as I can. And I turn around, and the first time, about 15 years into our marriage, I look at my husband, and I go, put it in my asshole now! <laughs> and then he comes up, and he's tentative about it. Usually when somebody screams, put it in my asshole, you go for it. And he just was kind of like, okay. And I'm like, deeper! And so that was... <laughs> That was our introduction. I didn't throw up. I didn't pop these stitches. But that was, yeah, so, yeah, that's, I got, I got what I wanted sculpted. So thank you for listening. <laughs> the writing is on the wall. Um, the writing on, is on the wall. Uh, da, 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 da. I don't, can I, can I just go to another one? Yes. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> like, um, okay, let's see. The worst Eddie Murphy movie. Uh, that's a um, that's a hard one, I guess. I'm gonna have to get. Oh wow, the clumps! I hate the clumps. 
I never really liked that because he has given he gave some of his relatives southern accents in that and I hate a fake southern accent that's that's all I have to say about that so six degrees of Randy Quaid Randy Quaid is the crazy dude from uh yeah yeah and he's the one that's got the crazy wife and he thinks that the government's after him and it's it's just because they want him to pay his taxes and he's like I'm not paying to fucking Randy Quaid yeah yeah okay six degrees of Randy Quaid I'm probably related to that guy I'm from the south (laughs) there's a lot of people like that so I assume I'm probably only like one or two degrees um from that so do I just keep going? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, sorry about the spit, guys. All right. My favorite tattoo. Oh, don't even get me started. Okay. So let me take my clothes off. All right. So my favorite tattoo is on my forearms. It is Gomez and Morticia Adams. And those are my two. Those are my two favorite. They're my favorite because they represent my marriage. When I was a kid, I had decided that um, I was going to marry Gomez Adams. And the reason I was going to marry Gomez Adams is because the marriage that these two had were far better than anything I'd ever seen between my parents. Now, my dad enc- encouraged like my love of this television show, and so he would um, he would take me out to go do, you know go look for man-eating plants go look for piranhas you know at the pet store that sort of thing and so that's why I got these tattoos because I was like I want to marry this man well it turns out years later I did actually marry a man very much like Gomez Adams he's a very sweet guy and um and he's insane because he's I mean he married me um oop, I dropped my money um here I'll just put it in here Thank you. Thank you for having me tonight, by the way. Um, but yeah, so my dad one time took me to uh, like a nursery when I was a kid. And I, I was a little small uh, cherub, like Gerber baby type of child. Like if you, I was like the epitome of the perfect Southern white child. Little skinny, blonde, green eyes, the whole, you know, big cheeks, the whole nine yards. And so my dad thought it was funny to make me say horrible things. So what he would do is he would take me places and, and I would get these crazy ideas for things and he'd be like, well, let's go ask somebody. And so he took us to um, a nursery and there was a guy behind the counter and my dad's like, well, ask the man. And I'm like, all right, I would like to buy a man-eating plant. And the guy behind the counter, I didn't know at the time, but my dad was behind me like going, play the game, play the game. So the guy's like, well, I'm sorry, we just sold the very last man-eating plant. I'm just so sorry. And I was like, well, all right. And I, I was a very practical child. And I was like, all right. And I started to walk away. And he stopped me and he goes, well, wait a minute. And, I, and my dad says, I turned around, I looked at him and he goes, what are you going to feed a man-eating plant? And at the grand age of three years old, blonde-headed, blue-eyed, and said, people, and walked away. So that's what, yeah. So that's what my tattoo represents is my weird personality, and I married a man who has the same exact personality. Explain God. <laughs> um, uh, when I was... When I was uh, six years old, I was in Sunday school, and... Uh, the Saturday before, there was some sort of war going on in the Middle East in Bethlehem, and I was watching it on the news with my parents, and my six-year-old brain uh, went, huh, 
those people are not blonde-headed and blue-eyed like Jesus. That's not right. But they're in Bethlehem. And I asked my dad, I said, why are those people, and at the time I thought they were black people because I had never met anything other than white or black people, so I didn't know the difference, so there's that ignorance. But I go, why are there black people in Bethlehem? And my dad's like, well, that's what the people of Bethlehem look like. And I'm like, oh, well, if Jesus was born in Bethlehem, and this is what the people of Bethlehem look like, this is what Jesus looks like. So the next morning I go to church, I'm sitting in Sunday school, and the teacher is doing her thing, and I raise my hand and I go, hey, watching the news last night, saw the people, Bethlehem, they're not white like we are. And the teacher goes, that's correct. And I said, and Jesus was born in Bethlehem, right? And she goes, yes. And I said, so Jesus is not white like us. And she said, follow me, we're gonna go call your mom. And I was <laughs> escorted out. And uh, my mom was called and said I was disrupting the class and I was sent home because I asked why Jesus wasn't black. So to explain God, that's when I realized, I think that's when it really first hit me that there is no God. So there you go. Yeah. Okay. All right. I would go to jail for biting. <laughs> no, it says I would go to jail for... And I would go to jail for biting. And I almost at the end, <laughs> I've always wanted to tell this story. Thank you. I've been wondering how to get this out to a joke. Okay. My husband is a tall, skinny gentleman. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but tall, skinny men can have this, um, this disease where the way their bodies are shaped, their lungs will touch the inside of their body cavity. It doesn't hurt them, but over time, it will cause the lung to collapse. It's like wearing out a hole in your jeans. And so what happened was, is um, this was about 10 years ago, my husband, and like I said, we've been married 23 years, so about 10 years ago, he co uh, collapsed the lung. Now, we didn't know he collapsed the lung. He went to the gym that morning to run. He came back and he goes, oh, my asthma's acting up. Tried his asthma inhaler, didn't work. For three days, he walked around with a collapsed lung not knowing, and I finally convinced him to call the doctor. He gets an appointment for three days later. So for a full week, he walks around with a collapsed lung, and we've had sex three times. Now, at which it, it, all his buddies are like, he is fucking baller, he's the boss. Of course he is, but that's beside the point. But then, the thing is, is that you guys don't know, is, is that when I was a teenager and I was dating boys, and I have siblings, but I was just me and my mom, so nobody ever taught me like I was supposed to act a certain way, so I was a lot more aggressive than most girls my age, and I would get excited and was making out with boys, and I would bite them. <laughs> and um, they would punch me in the face. So I always said that there's there's one thing me and Tanya Harding have in common, I can take a fucker punch. But I met <laughs> I married the first man that didn't punch me when I bit him and he's sitting there recording me. So <laughs> turns out some men like it. So We'd had sex three times with him with a collapsed lung, and I had bit his stomach several times. So we, when we, he finally goes to the doctor, the, she's listening, and she goes, I don't hear one of your lungs. You need to go to the ER right fucking now. And I'm like, it was, so we go to the ER, we get there, and if you've ever been to the ER, especially if you're a woman, or if you're seriously injured, they want to get you alone and go, 
has anybody at home done this to you? Have you been hurt? This is, a, this is called a wellness check, and every ER does it. And they couldn't get me away from him. And so finally, they get him high as balls on the anesthesia because they're about to cut a hole in him and shiv him to suck the air out of his chest cavity. And she got, the nurse just kind of casually goes, are you scared of anyone at home? Is anything anything you're afraid of? And he goes, well, she butts me sometimes. And he pulls his shirt up and shows his stomach, and he has all these bite marks. Um, so I almost went to jail for biting. So there you go. Thank you, everybody. Wow. Sometimes I feel like the hell hat's more like free therapy. I'm like, we just learn so much. It's like being in the middle of a, of a session of stuff. I've learned so much about your relationship. It was so exciting. Sometimes when you pull them, it seems like they're tailor-made. The story about the clit moving, wow. 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 I just can't stop thinking about that, how high up and then how with the, uh, oh man. Like it's hard enough to find your clit the first time, right? And then like to, to re rediscover, remap that out. Uh, are you Jenna Blue? Yes, she's all the way here from New York City, you guys, uh, to best the hell hat. I'm super excited. Put your hands together, everybody. Jenna Blue. Oh. Hey, hi, hi. I had no idea this was a thing. I didn't. I thought this was regular ass comedy. We're just like pulling things out of a fuzzy hat. This is wonderful. I. Um, they don't do this in New York City. We don't have. We have lots of fuzzy hats. We don't pull shit out of though. Um, let's see what we have here. Let's see what what piercing insights I have for um, Mutiny Radio tonight. How to ensure social success. Oh, okay. That's that's. Um, I mean, obviously, like, I'm, I'm standing here, so social success is probably something not within my grasp, but um, I, I will say that um, uh, being, like, easy at, with, like, getting laid, like, just, like, just, like, fucking around, that's made me a social success, just, like, just being a hoe bag. All right, let's find out what happens next. I pulled out all the stops. Yeah, all right. I pulled out all the stops. Okay, so, and it's funny because I was sitting there thinking that, you know, I was going to like, like pull some like UCB level genius out of my out of my brain when I got up here. Like, I am ready to rock this uh, little improv show, but I did not apparently pull out all the stops because I am I'm at a loss for words as to what uh, when I pull out all the stops. I'm a very lazy person. That's the problem. I I generally I generally uh, leave some stops. I don't I don't pull them all out. I have I have quite a few stops that I leave. Unpulled. It's very rare that I will pull out all of them. Uh, I can't even think of the last time I did that. Um, I I have some stops here with me on stage, so I refuse to pull out all the stops. There we go. Uh, let's see here. Oh, I have two. Okay. Something that I know that you don't. Well, that's like that. That's an enormous amount of information because I have. <laughs> <laughs> like that's an easy one. Like 
I have lived an entire life, and this is like the first time any of you have ever seen me. So, like, <laughs> there is there is an enormous amount of things that I know that you don't. Like, like I know my mother's name. None of y'all don't. None of y'all do. Like, that's, and I'm not going to tell you. That's going to be something that I will continue to know, and you will not. And now that I've said it, it will keep you up at night. I promise you. I promise you, my mother's name will haunt you. My mother, uh, um, just to give you some clues, she she is named after. Uh, no, she is not named after. She she her name. She shares a name with a with a country song that uh, was covered um, by the guys, the two dudes, the two chunky dudes from the nineties. The the there were just two. There were two dudes. There were I don't know. There were two. There were just there. Whatever, you know, like, you know, 90s country, there was, like, Brooks and Dunn. No, is that their, their name? Brooks and Dunn? Yeah. All right, so so Brooks and Dunn, they covered a song, and, like, it had my mom's name, and my mom uh, would sing it in the car whenever we'd come on the radio because she was very vain, and she was a Filipino woman, and obviously Brooks nor Dunn uh, probably sing about many Filipino women, but she was very, she was very, um, she was very happy about that. Uh, and you do not know the name of the song, nor my mother's name, continuing the theme of things that you do not know. Here's something that you do not know that I am going to tell you about because I'm very excited about it. Uh, I went to the rental car place today because I have found that uh, the Bay Area Ubers are, are fucking enormously priced, but the rental cars are cheap. I don't know why that is. It would cost me uh, $45 to get here in a lift, but I can rent a car for an entire day for 50. That is silly. So I got to the so I got to the Enterprise Rent-A-Car place and uh, it was just like these three dudes and they were taking turns hitting on me and flirting with me and they were trying to one up because they I told them I was a comedian and um and they were just very excited about this. Like, like they, it was, it was completely dead. Nothing going on. And uh, the one, and they kept trying to top each other. Like, oh, I'm. This is what my enterprise uh, uh, bragging rights can get me. And the last guy, the last guy, he said, I'm gonna upgrade your car because I got the cheapest piece of shit that Enterprise had. And he was so enamored of me that he, that he, that he, uh, that he up upgraded me for free to uh, a convertible BMW which I drove here tonight. So already this, this night is like the best night of my life. And, um, and so I gave him my social media details and I told him uh, where to find me. And uh, then he finds out when he looks me up online that I am transgender and, and um, I, maybe he's into that. I don't know. I hope so. He was kind of cute. He gave me a BMW, so I can't complain. But uh, we'll find out uh, tomorrow night at my next show if he wants to fuck or not. Because like I said earlier, I am very easy. Uh, I do drive a BMW. And I'm not going to torture you guys anymore. My mother's name was Maria. Um, the Brooks and Dunn song was called My Maria, by the way. Yeah, there you go. Where would you disappear to? Okay, so this is kind of cool because I, I off, I've disappeared a few times in my life. 
uh, it's kind of a fun thing that I do every now and then uh, as as a component of, of my bipolar disorder. I just feel like I'm just moving across the country just, just at random. Like, I don't like this anymore. Um, I, uh, I've disappeared twice to Los Angeles, and I'm planning on doing it a third time. I'm planning on moving to New York, uh, moving from New York uh, without telling anybody, um, just to see how that works out, see how that, that, that helps my comedy career. Uh, but I actually, uh, my, my like real plan though, if I ever really wanted to disappear, uh, and I, and I've looked into this a few times, and my real plan is to uh, apply with Raytheon uh, at their Antarctic research facility and live in Antarctica for six months. That is, that uh, as yes, there you go. That is the ultimate disappearing act, I think. Uh, if you ever want to be a cafeteria worker in, in Antarctica, Raytheon is currently hiring. Um, so get on that. There you go. Exciting, exciting times. I'm, I'm just a, no, I'm a font of information tonight. I pulled two more. Let's see what happens here. <sighs> what I wanted to be when I grew up. Okay, so that changed a few times um, as I evolved as a kid. But I'm going to talk about the, the very first thing that I wanted to be when I grew up. Um, and that was an astronaut. I was very, very young. And then uh, I read that the timeline for space travel to like to like Star Wars type shit was a couple hundred years away. Like we're just, we're just nowhere near it. We can barely get to the moon. Uh, and then I switched to astronomy, and which is the study of space rather than the aspiration to go into it. And that, that I I downgraded my ambitions. I didn't want to be the the, the cool uh, space person, I just this per the, the fucking nerd that studies space, and um, and I I ended up writing like a bunch of like stories about um, I don't know like this like this alien this, I don't know it was a very it was very uh, pretty much just a, an opportunity for me to make like like kind of racist humor at at, at nine years old like. <laughs> Because I was living in Indiana, it was a racist place, and like I didn't know any better. But, like it was like I, I wrote these like sci-fi stories about space stations, and like they were occupied by people from all nations, and uh, all nations were were huge caricatures of themselves, and it was highly intolerant. I was a terrible nine-year-old, and I should scold myself for that. But astronomy uh, and uh, astronaut uh, did not, as you can see, go into any of that. I was, this is the furthest thing from from uh, studying space. This is this is an ever uh, decreasing level of ambition. I started with with wanting to go into space, and now I I am I am on this stage pulling slips of paper out of a fuzzy hat, <laughs> and it's a pretty cool night actually. The hardest thing I've ever done um, as a trans person, it's usually they'll we will say that's the transitioning is the hardest thing that you've ever done. Uh, and that's probably true because I waited a long time to do it. But um, the hardest thing that I ever did uh, was uh, leaving uh, my ex in Chattanooga. And um, she, um, and I fuck all, all things, all, <laughs> all types of people. But she, um, we had a complicated relationship and... Um, 
And I ended up leaving after like five years of high dysfunction. And all I can tell you is that before we met, she was uh, a professional groupie uh, for uh, washed up 90s bands. Basically, basically that she lived for like two years just touring with like Hootie and the Blowfish. <laughs> yeah, it's true. And, um, and, she, and she fucked Hootie and, and all of the Blowfish. <laughs> And that's fine, you know. That I, I, that's what attracted me to her was that that she fucked all of all of the blowfish. Because I was like, who who do I know that has done that? But, but um, but it didn't work out. And um, and I don't want to be bitter. I don't. It was not a good relationship, and she would, at sometimes. Um, because I couldn't have sex at the time. I was in the wrong body and my body felt weird. So um, so she, in order to needle me about that or think she was needling me about that, she would uh, compare me unfavorably sexually to Hootie, who is apparently a tremendous fuck. Apparently Hootie is, is, is dynamite in, in, in the fuck uh, department. And, um, and I, you know, now that I'm out, and apparently Hootie will fuck anything too, so we have that in common also. Uh, and now that I'm out and, and I enjoy sex, and uh, they're, they are having a reunion tour actually this year. Uh, so um, I, 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 I will fuck Hootie yeah. in 2019. From the hardest thing I've ever done to the... Um, to <laughs> I was going to say to the hardest dick I've ever had, but that's so hack. I don't, don't erase that. I, I did not say that. That is bullshit. Of me. All right. I'm going to make this one good. Last pull. Here it comes. I'm shuffling. I'm shuffling. I'm getting a good vibe off this one, and I'm going to yes and this into how do you fix that? And that is underlined with an exclamation point. Okay. So how do you fix that? All right. That is, uh, fixing that is, is that's going to be a tough one, I got to say. Um, the problem uh, with, with, with your car, um, um, no, I don't like that. I don't like that. That was bullshit. No, I don't like that. I was going to try to do some like improv thing because I, because I paid $500 to take a class in improv. <laughs> And like I feel like I feel like I haven't gotten it. I feel like I haven't gotten my money's worth yet. So maybe that's it. Maybe that's what I need to fix. Is my is my um, my uh, my my feelings of embitterment toward uh, the Upright Citizens Brigade, um, and specifically that 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 bitch Amy Poehler, that cunt Amy Poehler, as as was said earlier. There you go. So how do I fix my, 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 my bitter feelings toward, toward beloved comedy icon Amy Poehler for, for charging me 500 bucks to take an eight-week class on, this is true, not thinking. That is, that is, that is the entire, that is the entire, uh, this is the entire ethos of, of UCB comedy is, is to don't think. That's what they tell you. And I paid $500 for someone to tell me not to think. I was, I'm already, I'm already going to class to learn improv. Not thinking is, is, is pretty much what I do all the time. So how do I fix that? That's the question. Um, I think I'm going to have to have a, have a, have a talk with Amy um, about that. And this is one thing. This is a true thing. 
not only uh, am I going to have to get my 500 bucks back from Amy Poehler, but if you've ever been to the, the training center up in New York City, they have, and this is the only place I've ever seen this, if you go into the ladies' room and you go uh, look at the back wall of the stall, they have instructions on how to use a plunger. This is a true statement. They have instructions on how to use a plunger. And I, I'm like, do, do, do the people of UCB just take enormous shits? I, I don't, I why, why is this a problem? Or, or maybe it's the fact that they're not thinking. I don't know. We'll see. But there you go. That's how I fixed that. That is my time. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, guys. Jenna Bloom, everyone. Yay! $500 not to think. Absolutely. It sounds like college. <laughs> uh, hey, that was great. Yay! Uh, your next comic is all the way from, you're from far away. You're, you come from Modesto or some scary, Tracy, that's right. He comes all the way from Tracy, which is absolutely crazy. Put your hands together, everybody, for Jacob Blazer. <laughs> I like how it's raining premise up here. It's, it's very nice. All right. Oh, there's a whole bunch in here. I was like, how about you don't use them all? I want something good. You're my favorite thing to eat. Oh, man. Right now, I'm a vegan, so my options are few and far between, but I have to say there's a place in Tracy that have bomb-ass falafel. I fucking love falafel. It's like, I, I'm a vegan, but like, it's like falafel is like next level. It's good even if I wasn't vegan. Like, that's good food. You know what I'm saying? Um, I could legit eat it all fucking day long. So I eat it far too. So it's this little place. Uh, they, they do shawarma. You know, they do gyro. They do falafel. I call in my order and I'm like, um, yeah, I want a, a falafel wrap vegan spicy there hey jacob how you doing and this is in tracy so yeah so that's kind of fun i like that all right let's move on here Hoo -hoo. the longest i've ever gone without bathing uh well you know i've been depressed a lot of times in my life so i, I could probably I, I probably stretch a good two weeks you know you know like you know, splash a little, you know, get the pits, you know, get, get the stink away, spray something on you. Yeah. Yeah. I've had some really dark corners in my life that I've had to, you know, just go, ah, dude, I don't, I'm not going anywhere special. I'm not seeing anybody special. Do I really need to take a bath today? And then, and yeah, you lose count after a while. Right. You know, but Hey, I bathe regularly now. So that's where I'm at these days. Yeah. Uh, I would volunteer for um, the assassination of Donald Trump. No. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. I don't know. I'd have to be a nice cell. That would have to be it. Um, yeah. No. I'd volunteer for life. These are, this is fun. I like this. Okay. This is getting out of hand. All right. Um, I, I'll just go with the population. Population is getting out of hand. I like back to what you said. We need some fucking like wars where you know a good percentage of the population dies. Well, I think personally, what the problem is is safety regulations. We need to get rid of them, like seatbelts. Seat, 
CPL us, like legit, you know, because the, if people didn't like the people who who created the seatbelt laws, they they were firemen and policemen. They got tired of scraping people's brains off the off the concrete. That's why we have these laws, not because people like I want people to be safe. No, it's these it's cops and firemen got sick of picking people up off the ground dead, you know. And there's a lot of regulations we could do that. Like you know, one person burns up in a vehicle and they recall. 10,000 vehicles I call a good start you know what I mean like like really like I mean if you look at it we are overpopulated we're spreading just just our resources alone um, just to eat like like for instance a pound of meat it takes 18 gallons of water and like 12 pounds of grain to produce one pound of beef and that's what you're having for dinner tonight you know what I mean like so we use all this food to feed ourselves an eight ounce steak. Like, I don't know, we gotta find a better way to do this. It's getting out of hand, as it says here. Yes. All right, quote a movie. Oh man, you can't handle the truth. I feel like that's the motto of my life. You know what I mean? Like, oh man, it's, that's why it's, I find it difficult to talk to people sometimes. You know what I mean? Like, are, you really want me to say what I'm, I'm, I'm going to say? Because I, I am, I'm, I'm really bad at... I'm good at diplomatics, diplomatically speaking, but I'm not good at not saying what I want to say. You know? I'm like, I'll tell someone they're an asshole, but I'll be really nice about it. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to be rude or anything, but your attitude is for shit. And if you'd leave, it would be really, really nice. You know? So that's kind of where I'm at. You know? I like... That's how I feel about assholes in general. Yes. All right. Shrooms versus acid. Okay. This is a debate that's probably going on for like 50 plus years right here. So, um, okay. Let's, let's make a list. Okay. Shrooms, natural. LSD made in a lab. Okay. So that's a good start. Shrooms growing shit. So I'm not sure how I feel about that one. Um, but I, I have to say, I, I don't know, I, I, would, I would say mushrooms are my favorite over LSD. Actually, still, I stopped taking LSD over 20 years ago, but I'll still take the occasional mushroom. Actually, I've been, uh, lately I've been microdosing. I spent like two weeks on taking mushrooms every day, every morning. A little bit of doses. Puts a little pep in your step, let me tell you. Like, it's a little positive outlook, you know? I, you know, I, I didn't get truly scientific about it, but I just took just enough, you know what I mean? Just to put a smile on my face but not make me go what's in that shadow over there you know and lsd i don't know i always found that uh lsd is very uh subjective to your surroundings like um every time i had a, a bad trip it was because i i was in my head i tried to get control because when i was younger i could easily okay it's lsd i'm gonna lose control i don't care i'm not trying to but as i got a little bit older i, I tried to maintain a little speck of control which does not work when you're on lsd so uh i had to give that shit up all right let's move along here okay what i do when stressed Wow, see, I, I rarely get stressed these days, I have to be honest with you. I, I just don't, uh, I just don't, I'm not one of those persons that, that, that thinks about what needs to be done and worries about it. I'm like, uh, I have a pretty good idea what I do, what I'm going to do when I get there, you know what I mean? So, um, so I'm good on that. And I don't, I don't stress about things that have happened in the past because there's nothing I can fucking do about it. About the worst I get is in traffic. Oh, man, it drives me crazy. Like, I legit 
ponder homicide like on a daily basis when you know i mean it's traffic's exhausting it really is i mean when you're suppressing a homicidal rage for like two hours straight it, it is exhausting you know what i mean so that's really like the only way i get there because i figure i'll figure shit out as i go we're all just faking it anyway right fake it till you make it and then I'm, i think by making it i mean you die you know so that's when you stop faking it right now that's that shit's for real uh, what what is a cake oh what happened to cake walks oh man it's fucking millennials that's what it is <laughs> it's the fucking millennials here's an interesting thing i i, I looked up the timeline because I, I i i'm a gen xer i'm smack dab in the middle of gen x 65 to 85 is gen x if you were 85 to 05 you are a millennial whether you fucking like it or not that's pretty fucked up, you know, because, you know, it, it, like if you're born in like 86, you, you, I know there's people that are born 86 to like 90 or like those fucking millennials. And you just, I just want to be, oh, wait a minute. Wait one minute. You're one of those fucking millennials, you know, but you got to do work from the inside out, right? got to bring bring down the man from the inside but i mean oh, even the millennial shit like uh i remember when i was young like the same attitude everyone has towards millennials i mean the phone wasn't involved but they all said the same shit about gen x gen x what's gonna happen to this planet when the gen x takes over i don't know where capitalism's going strong so that's gotta tell you something right punched in the face with a question mark so I've been punched in the face a couple times. Um, uh, you, you, the funny, usually my reaction I have to say most of the time is I asked, did you just hit me? Like legitimately, it's happened. The last time I was punched in the face was by a good friend of mine that was very drunk. And, and I just I had to go wait. I think he just fucking hit me. Like, and I had to ask him, did you just punch me? And he's like, yeah, I did. And, um, and he was going to do it again. And I just didn't let him. Um, yeah, so that's happened to me more than once. But, you know, like I said, I like to tell the truth. So this shit happens sometimes. Talk about a piece of art. Oh, a piece. I don't know. My, my favorite piece, and I know it's this fucking cliche, is Starry Night. I love Van Gogh. I love that shit also but i have to say i'm most inspired and i most identify with edward munch's the scream i think it's a good representative of my entire life to be honest with you so that's where i'm at with that one. Oh, this is so much fun what's in my arsenal um currently have a high point nine millimeter i have a 18 i have a 12 gauge 18 inch long barrel and i have a over under a mossberg that i won in a at a duck hunting rally or duck hunting fucking dinner yeah i so i actually am armed but you know um i'm a responsible gun owner so yeah all right dangerous curiosity oh, fuck that's just around every corner in san francisco let me tell you spent a lot of time in the tenderloin and uh, yeah and i just feel i feel like i don't i spent a lot of time down there and um i i know i feel like I, I try to infiltrate a little bit you know what i mean i found it's best like when i when i get i get out of my car first thing i do is find the nearest homeless person ask them for change you know what i mean like like hey you got any change and then hopefully other people hear me and they go oh, this guy doesn't have any fucking money you know and if that doesn't work i'll take a shit on the sidewalk you know because you know you gotta blend in a little bit and then, you know, if that doesn't work, I find a nice little storefront to masturbate in front of. And by that time, you're like, he's one of us. You know, don't, don't ask that guy for fucking change. So, 
Hey, although that's awesome because that's a new premise I've been working on. It sounded like it went pretty good. All right. The most adorable thing. I don't know the word adorable. Just kind of. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not very sentimental. So adorable. Okay. I guess I had an adorable moment. Actually, today I work at a memory care facility. So I am the executive chef uh, for people who have forms of dementia, varying forms from low grade to really like they forgot what they did five minutes ago, you know. Um, and I'm not sentimental. So to me, it's just like I feed them, get them. I mean, I do try and make the food very good for them. I, apparently I've done a pretty good job, but I actually was like, Oh, they, they were cute today. I made like, I did this whole, uh, charcuterie. We had a, it was like a happy hour thing. So we did the, the, the sparkling cider and I did like meat and cheese and fruit and crackers and music and the old people were loving it and i'm like that's fucking adorable you know and i and i never haven't had one of those like ah moments you know what i mean like because i really don't have those so it, it took it, it it set me back a little bit so i enjoyed that so yeah you got it all right the worst smell <sighs> i hate to go back to the tenderloin but no <laughs> Um, jeez, let me see the worst smell. Um, so I want to go back to where I work. <laughs> uh, it's funny because there's there's really three dominant scents in, in, in my work um, on the units, and it is food, which I provide that smell, you know, daily. Um, cleaning products because there's someone constantly wiping everything from handrails because illness spreads like crazy and shit yeah those are the three smells and it, it's like a lottery you never know when you walk through that door you never know which smell you're going to get and if you leave for half an hour when you come back you don't know what smell you're going to get so it's always this like a russian roulette of smells so uh yeah so it's a, it's a lot of fun you know so i love my life thanks a lot that's my time my name is jacob blazer Blazer, everyone. Hooray! Uh, you're Hector, yeah? Yeah. All right. He's a comic. I haven't met him before, but I'm sure he's going to make a mess out of this hat, everybody. Put your hands together for Hector Miranda! You guys, I'm so fucking high right now. But this is going to be fun. Okay. All right. First pool. Snaggletooth. Uh, there was this girl in like sixth grade. She was like a blonde girl, and she was she's like really like she nobody really liked her. She wasn't a bad person, but nobody liked her. And you know you got to go with the tribe in in that grade. And uh, she she had a tooth, one tooth above the other. And I was like, I know how I'm gonna make my way in the cool club. I'm gonna call her Snaggletooth. And I said, hey, bitch, your name is Snaggletooth. And everyone was like, ha, ah, she's Snaggletooth. That's her. And I said, hey, I made that shit up. And then everyone was like, hey, Hector, he's a cool dude. But I feel bad about it now because, like, she's a decent person. So that. I hate those people. I don't hate anybody. Your pet name. Um, my ex used to hit me a lot. And that's not funny. That's actually pretty bad. But afterwards, she would call me this name. Like, it, it, it was like, uh, uh, you fucking idiot. Uh, 
And so when I hear that now, because she would hit me, but we'd have like really good sex afterwards. That was like the upside. So like I was getting like some serious fucking jabs in my fucking chest and in like my lower part of my jaw and stuff. But I was like, hey, I'm going to nut so hard tonight. It's going to be cool. So every time somebody calls me fucking idiot, like I get like a boner. I'm like, hey, call me dickhead. Call me something else. Don't. No pressure. Uh, I don't feel any right now. I'm, this is actually pretty fun. Uh, like all you guys. I haven't been looking at your faces because I'm nervous as fuck, so this is a lie. <laughs> Can you keep things alive? I don't know. I'm surprised with myself right now because this is actually looking pretty alive. I, you guys seem like you're having a good time, right? Yeah. There's this poster down there in the corner. I thought it was Warhol Kaufman's face. And because I, because I, I wasn't looking at anybody's face, right? So I was using my peripherals mad. I was like, there's where she is. There's where he is. That's where Warhol is. But it, when it turns out, when I look actually down at things, it's a poster of a woman. So that's not him at all. I'm squeamish about doing the dishes, you guys, because I'm half white, half Mexican. Okay, so you got to understand this shit. Um, I was raised by my grandmother, and she's super Mexican. Like, she marches Cesar Chavez. She's about the fucking shit. She'll fuck you up. She'll give a fuck. You could suck a dick. According to her, she calls the police the white man. So she's, she's, she's gangster, and she's, she's about that cleaning business. And my mom, bless her soul, she's white. And I love her to death, but when I'm at her house, she's like, can you do the dishes for me? I'm like, yeah, mom, don't, don't worry about it. No problem. But the people she lives with are white as well. So there'll be dishes in the sink with full chunks of food on them. I'm like, do you guys need to see the fucking garbage over there? What the fuck? You fucking animals. But I guess long story short, like when I try to wash the dishes and I touch a piece of food, I'm like, I don't want, I'm squeamish about that. Blade. Oh, fuck. Blade. Okay, so. Blade came out the same time as Selena. I think around the same time. When did Selena come out? Do you guys know? Around the same time, right? <laughs> so that's when they had video stores. And my dad took me and my sister to the video store. Blade right off the bat for me. And then my sister, she got Selena, of course, because she's a Mexican girl. She has three kids now. She's only 20. So she got Selena, and for some reason, she had more pull over the VCR than I did, because I got to watch Blade one time every time she got to watch Selena three times. And that really pissed me the fuck off. I feel like that was really unfair. But now she has three kids, and I think, like, you know, karma's a bitch, you know? <laughs> I'll see her rocking one kid with a knee, and then just fucking telling another kid to do his homework, and then flipping off the other kid. I'm like, how does it feel? How does it feel? I hope you liked those fucking Selena sessions. I hope they were fucking worth it. Oh, shit. Attack cat. I had My best friend in high school was this girl named Annie. And she had this cat named Kitten Guy. And it was like a really fat cat. Like a really fat cat. But it had a lot of pull in the house. Like it was like a really like... It was a figure in the household. And so when you walk in, you got to pay respects to Kitten Guy. But Kitten Guy didn't like everybody. He didn't like no, just nobody touching him. So, like, you touch him and it... <laughs> and this is like a 60-pound cat, guys. It's like a fucking, like, it sinks itself in you and then it pulls down. 
So like it would go. <laughs> my first four years of high school, I'd just come to like, oh, dude, are you okay? Like I'd have like scratches on my wrist. Like, yeah, I don't know. My life's a black abyss. I don't know. <laughs> just I just sit at home and think about stuff, you know. Your favorite meat. Oh, you guys. My favorite meat, lamb. It has to be lamb. You're over there talking about gyros and shit. Beef and lamb. You don't know fucking. I got this place by my house called Habibi's. And I live in Manteca, California. So it's like a. Still, I guess you can call it a farm town. They're trying to be something else, but they're no, they'll never be it. Because we still got neighborhood watch pages about like strange cars at the liquor store. It's, what the fuck? If you had a neighborhood watch page in San Francisco, how many of the posts would be about, oh, there's just these strange people hanging out at the liquor store? Like, no, nobody would ever do that. You guys all got fucking lives to live. You're not watching those fucking, those people at the liquor store. But anyways, my favorite meat is lamb. Are you detached? Absolutely not. I'm absolutely not detached. You guys, I got addicted to opiates when I was a sophomore in high school. And, like, it's just it just ingrained me into my fucking, like, my neighborhood. Like, I'm probably going to live there until my late 30s. Because that's where happiness is, guys. And by happiness, I mean the drug dealer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, like, three months clean right now. And don't, don't applaud me. I shouldn't have done it in the first fucking place, right? But um, I just think it's funny because there's like, I've, I went to the grocery store the other day and I heard this lady saying, oh, I cut carbs out. I'm totally having withdrawals. I'm like, you cut cheesecake out of your diet and you're fucking rolling around sweating all night? Lady, is that what you're trying to tell me? Fuck yourself. I mean, I don't like to be a snob about withdrawals and drug addiction and shit, but it's like... Don't say you're having withdrawals about carbs, you fucking. <laughs> the most boring part of your day. Um, anywhere from like 10 a.m. to like 6 p.m. Like I'm not alive within those hours. Like I'll, I'll, fucking, I'll wake up because the fucking sun comes out. Like I'm a, I'm a person. But like after I wake up, I'm kind of just like, oh. But then once like five o'clock and six o'clock rolls around, like that's when like, all right, time to get my fucking party pants on. Let's see what loose women are at the bar right now because that's what my life's all about. I just like doing drugs and meeting strange women. That's... If there was a course for that in college, straight A's. The most fantastic thing that could happen Probably my grandma going to heaven. Like, that would be... Just because she would be all juiced about it. Like, she would hell rub it in her faces and shit. Like, <laughs> like she'd be up there. Because she goes to church every fucking day. I, I, just, I just got back from a trip in New York City. And I made it a point to go to St. Patrick's Cathedral. To just fucking just go. Like, I sat through mass. And she's like, yeah, whatever, fuck. I went to catechism from, like, fourth grade to high school. So I'm, I'm, I went through all the fucking shit. I'm a confirmed Catholic, but still, like, you know, fuck God. Like, I don't, 
Catholics are like the Jews of, of like religion. Because we, we're like, it's like a big institution, but it's kind of just like, yeah, well, we're kind of over it. We went through the steps and we're kind of thinking for ourselves now. But you meet those like tambourine shank, shaking Christians, like, yeah, fucking Jesus cured my gonorrhea. Like, <laughs> Maybe stop doing meth. Totally unrelated, but you guys ever see that, the Instagram, like the new Instagram start, the pop and lock in Jesus essay, the fool? Jesus Christ! And he like pops and locks. <laughs> it's not, it's not my thing. I'm just letting you guys know. You guys should look it up. It's pretty funny. I will be leaving. Which is, which is what I'll be doing after I'm done saying what I'm saying. Because that was my last pull. And uh, I just hope you guys get home safe and have uh, good lives and stuff. So, uh, see ya. Hector Carlos Miranda, all the way from the place with the water slides. That's Manteca still has water slides? Yeah, they're not there anymore. Oh, they're not there anymore. When I was a little kid, man, the Manteca water slides, it was like life-changing. Oh, why did you tear it down? No water slides. No, bro. No water slides. Bummer. I I have so many memories of a child being at that place and and those and how like it's like um you remember that guy t- Mayor John Mayer and he had that story your body is wonderland and like a m- mine would be like your body is water park there's like <laughs> it's so gross you can get so many diseases from a water park like <laughs> athletes fun so gross uh, your next comedian, he's gonna come entertain you with the hat. Put your hands together for Warhol Kaufman! Oh man. You know Manteca Snaggletooth. <laughs> you're, you're single handedly responsible for lowering one woman's self esteem. Um, I'm, I'm good for women's self esteem. Like they date me and then once they feel good about themselves, they leave me. <laughs> Jacob, man, uh, you, you put the cutoff for being a millennial one year after my birth and now I want to suck your dick, man. And I feel like that makes me a millennial. <laughs> Fuck you, Russia. Dude, I just think it's amazing. Um, I think it's really incredible that our political system is like the plot of a primetime TV series now. We have a sleeper agent in the White House. Like, I binge-watched that story. I was like, this dude needs an Emmy. Honestly, when they make the biopic of Putin, it's going to be really good. He's a he's a fucking incredible Kremlin agent. He's the best. Maybe the best ever. I'm impressed. Honestly, man, I'm not even mad at Putin. He's doing his job. History is written by the victors. Hmm. 
I guess that's true. I mean, it's it's not that's not the whole truth. Like everyone writes history, but the victors burn the other ones. You know what I mean? Like history history is written every second by the NSA, but um, we just don't all get all the memos. These days, like I wake up and I immediately go to Twitter because history is written by AOC, baby. Mm. Lay some science on us. I would love to do that, but I went to Catholic school. <laughs> they, they didn't teach. They taught us some stuff. I learned about how my body's evil. And then a little while ago, I learned about how that priest molested that dude who was really annoying. They, they put on the Supreme Court. Isn't that crazy? Um, is our mother proud? I don't know. I think I made her proud one time. Um, like. <laughs> like, I think <laughs> it was early. It was early. It was one of those early times. I'm pretty sure she was hella proud at one point. <laughs> when I had short hair, she was really proud of me. <laughs> a, a time you cheated. Uh-oh. <laughs> this is, is going to be really good. Um, all right. All right, here we go. Let's get into this. Um... I don't, so I actually have a clear memory of like looking at someone else, like it was like probably like fourth grade, just like one time, like being like, fuck it, let's do this. And I went for it, like, and then <laughs> that's a, that's an outlier. You know what I mean? Like most of the time throughout, throughout elementary and middle school, it was just like me reading novels and like pretending to pay attention and then me like if I would get like a wrong answer on a test then I would I would argue grammar with the teacher until I would get the <laughs> but I do have a memory of like like looking at mm. the, there was one time I wanted to cheat uh, I told this story at a show a little while ago where uh, it was like the birth of some anonymous social app when I was in college and so everyone was just like confessing shit and s- saying their crushes and shit and then one person was like uh, I'll fuck anyone who writes this paper for me so I was like oh this sounds like a decent reason to cheat you know <laughs> so I like reached out you know cause I had my own finals but like I didn't want to do those I was like well I don't know what's the paper and we started talking it turned out it was my friend Jamie I was like Jamie Teach us a word. All right. Uh, I remember when I was in freshman year biology at Georgetown Prep where uh, Kavanaugh went there and Merrick Garland. Is is that the other one? Who's the other one? Gorsuch. Gorsuch. I don't even know. Gorsuch sounds like a disease or like a predator, a parasite. But fair enough. Um... So, but I was in honors, honors biology, I believe, and I was taught um, about the duodenum. I feel like if you got into a horrible scientific accident, you could end up a super villain. <laughs> All right. And uh, he taught us duodenum. The duodenum is the last 12 inches 
of the intestines or the first, depending which direction you're going in, it depends. <laughs> it's either the last. That's an anal poop joke. Your favorite musical. So I just met someone named Khalil who he told me he's he's writing a musical uh, or he wrote it already. They're trying to get funding. Like I might quit my job as a very successful comedian and just <laughs> promote this musical. Uh, it's about the assassin. You know, there's four successful assassinations of U.S. presidents. But we only talk about two of them. We talk about Lincoln, and we talk about JFK, but then there's McKinley and Garfield, right, I believe? Am I, right. But here's what I think, though. This is what I was thinking about this. Lincoln was assassinated in connection with a major war that shook the foundation of the country, and, and Kennedy was assassinated in connection with the only war that we maybe didn't win, and like, should we have even whatever? Cool. And so those, those are times with international strife connected with civil rights and it's a, a large but mckinley and garfield were just killed by people who got pissed off like it turns out you could just kill the president you could do it it's not <laughs> impossible like it doesn't have to be a huge war going on and it's all oh, right i used to tell this joke that the punchline was the first bullet is for pence but then he won so i was like mm, never mind Who's the smartest person in the room? The smartest person is definitely not in this room. <laughs> Whoever's not in here. I think the guy that owns a pupuseria might be. He's a brilliant. The most criminal thing I've done. That's a really brilliant. The most criminal thing I've done that I can't be tried for after recording this. Honestly, I've spent over 10 years advocating the assassination of public figures. <laughs> Publicly, like openly. On stages, on social media. Um, here we are. The best way to celebrate. Everybody celebrates the same way. Like Nicole Turley went sober and now she wants to die. And she wants us all to die too. Everybody celebrates like wine, women, and song is like the classic. Am I wrong? Wait, no? All right. I've been hanging out with these puppies, man. Really, like, if you really want to celebrate. Like, so. <laughs> so. The bathroom where I stay is like in a different room from where I sleep. And we've been hanging out with all these puppies. So the puppies are like going wild and there's just like shit everywhere and shit on the floor. So I have to like, when I have to shit, I have to go outside and then go in. And we have a barrier because I have a puppy, another puppy that's like a little old. So I have to go outside and then step over the barrier and then go over and then open the other door. And then the puppies are running. So I have to like close the other door and they shit on the floor. So I have to uh, judge the shit. And then the puppies like are jumping on my legs. So I have to go like around the puppies. And then we have like a barrier that's supposed to keep them from going into another room. But it doesn't. They can go through but I can't so I have to climb over the fucking barrier I'm trying to shit and then there's no light in the other room and there's shit all over the floor this is where you're gonna apparently stay so then I'm like looking so I have the cell phone I'm like lighting the flashlight I'm trying to avoid the shit I'm going so then I sit down to shit and there's this one there's like some oh my god 
Buster, Buster was really cute. He was hella chill. And then Bruce Willis, there was one little one called Bruce Willis because he would just bust down all the barriers no matter what happened. He would just bust them down. You put up like a bunch, he'd just like knock everything down. And then there was Spider-Man. Spider-Man climbed over everything. You could just climb over all kind of shit. So then, so I'm, and then Cinco just would stay by himself. He was the fifth reason. Anyway, so I'm like shitting and I have my underwear down. And I'm like trying to avoid the shit that's already on the floor. And then Spider-Man jumps over the thing and he comes. So he would always like sit with his paws on my underwear and then I'm like don't you paws are covered in shit so now I hold his so I'm shitting and holding his paws and I feel like that is the answer to the you know what I'm saying like that's that's the answer try that I was in court because so listen I wasn't drunk driving like that to be clear cocaine does not impair your driving I think we've all we can all agree about that. Thank you. <laughs> Welcome, Beignet. Rolf, do you want to do it? Oh, yeah, sure. All right, everybody, put your hands together. Your last comedian of the night, Rolf Scar. Yay! Pam, thanks everybody for hanging out. I wasn't planning on getting on stage, but I do love the hell hat. I'm going to get deep down there, see what's going on. And the first pull is, do your next joke in another language. Woo! Lucky for me, yes, norsk mun min afranorge. So, I can, nai, the norsk, the norsk. It's Norwegian. Yeah, she's from Norway. And uh, growing up, it's not really being a minority, but she still isn't an American citizen. She's still a Norwegian citizen. And people were like, oh, so your mom is from Norwegia? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, she's from Norwegia. Um, that's exactly. So I could tell any kind of joke, and you guys <laughs> wouldn't know what it's about, but you got to react on the punchline. Okay, so Mikkel Rev. Sat or skrev. Porn liten table. Table stuck. O mickle squat. Oopie papa's top hat. No biting that one. No biting that one. That's my Norwegian joke. Relax. Relax, everybody. You know what I want to do? <laughs> I want to become a hypnotist. I was thinking about that to help people relax and help myself relax. But then I got scared about, you know, the first day on the job, you're the new guy. And I'm pretty sure they hypnotize you. And I started getting kind of paranoid about what, you know, what's really going on in that school? Like, what do they make you do? They must have some sort of hazing, right? So. I'm relaxed, and then not relaxed about that. Okay, six years ago, six years ago, what year was that, everybody? <laughs> 2013, it was a better one, wasn't it? Things were simpler then, 2013. Yeah, we had everything pretty much we needed at that time, I think, and things have gotten more complicated. I mean, we had electric cars, we had good phones, uh, music was probably as good as it was gonna get. I was thinking 2008. <laughs> 2008, we'll go six years back from there, or seven. I think that was the best year, actually. We could have stopped at 2008 and been fine. <laughs> Be better than it is now. 
What's wrong with you? All right. What's wrong with me is uh, delusion, right? So confusion and delusion about the nature of life. And so I keep thinking I'm this thing, this body that's here on stage talking to you guys, separate from you all and separate from the world. And I get hung up on all that's wrong with me. But me's not a thing, though. Do you know what I mean? Have you ever been there? We talked about LSD and <laughs> mushrooms earlier. And once you realize that, that the ego is not real, that the, like, that's when you start to realize that this whole time all the problems came from this hang-up around this construct that wasn't real. So that's what's wrong with me. <laughs> and most people, actually. The worst gig ever. The worst gig ever was working on a paper route back when there were newspapers. I was very young, thanks for asking. I was in elementary school and my older brother, who's five years older, and he had the paper route. So he was getting paid. And he's like, hey, little brother, come along and help me with my paper route. So I didn't even realize he was making me do the work, especially the houses with the dogs. And so this was in Connecticut, like, you know, just a little town. And you had to, like, walk the long driveway with the Doberman at the end and deliver that. And he bought a Pioneer stereo. And I didn't get anything but nightmares about dogs for a long time. I like dogs now, but it took a little while. <laughs> Ideal basic bitch day. <laughs> I feel like this is for somebody else. I don't know. Any basic bitches out there? What's the best day? What's the best day? Post on Instagram, get some likes. My favorite soup. Oh man, where do I even start? <laughs> it's been cold and rainy. I love me. I made some soup. I made soup today, actually, as a matter of fact. I made soup with some uh, carrots that I grew in my backyard. Yep, and they were like purple heirloom ones, and I didn't realize this, but the purple ones turned the whole soup purple. I thought the soup was going to turn the carrots normal, but the, no, they were like, we're in charge, we're going to be like beets, and so it turned it purple, and I don't know, have you guys seen, I tried new noodles, I tried these kelp noodles, I don't know, just because. And I looked in the back, I'm like, what's up with these things, what's it made out of, really, because they're just see-through and crunchy for some reason. No matter how long you cook them, they're crunchy still. And I'm like, what's in them? It's just kelp and water. And there's like no calories or anything. Guys, we gotta get to the bottom of this. What the hell is going on? We're talking about something that crunches no matter how long you cook it, and there's just nothing in it. There's like no calories or anything. Anyway, when I make soup, I go all in. I don't make like a little thing of soup. I make, for some reason, like the biggest pot that I have. So I'm going to have that for breakfast. <laughs> My favorite comic. All right. I have to say Calvin and Hobbes, growing up. You know what I mean? Because, listen, man, I'm telling you, if you didn't appreciate Calvin and Hobbes, go from the library, steal one from your friend. Like, go look at those old Calvin and Hobbes books and read some of those comics. If you don't see some shit that's profound, and also kind of upsetting to the, you know, the power dynamics in the world and kind of a deep critique, then, then I'll, be, I'll be damned. And the other thing is, that dude, he was on top of the world. That was like the most popular fucking comic in America back when there was newspapers. When I was delivering those newspapers, those angry Dobermans, Calvin Hobbes was helping to sell those things and he never merchandised shit. 
Like he never sold a sticker or a t-shirt, any of that. And that was pretty profound because that would have been millions and millions of dollars. And he's like, no, we're not going to do that stuff. And so um, whoever that dude was that made Bill Watterson. Yeah, shout out to Bill Watterson and Calvin and Hobbes right there. Thank you, thank you. Okay, my dream job. Oh, you know what? I was just thinking about my dream job the other day because I remember distinctly taking a, um, maybe I had to do this in like middle school, like an occupational test. And they're like, fill out these, answer these questions and you just, you know, little check marks. And then they told me, uh, you should be a farmer. And I was like, fuck a farmer, man. I'm supposed to be... F- like accomplished and shit. I'm supposed to, you know, farmer. And then I realized uh, growing up, uh, now that I have an office job, I have some friends that dropped out and they're farmers. And it's just the fucking coolest thing ever. Like I I have a guy, my friend Mookie, he's a goat farmer and he lives out in the woods and he farms fucking goats and it's fucking badass. And you go to Mookie's place and you're like, this is the way you should live right now. And so anyway, what I learned was uh, listen to those aptitude tests because they might be telling you something. Thanks very much. I appreciate you guys. And Pam, very much. Well, we did it, you guys. Uh, you know, yay us. Yay. Yay. Uh, come to me to get, if, you, if I didn't give you your vial um, of uh, chocolate syrup that I made. It's fudge, basically. You put it on your ice cream, you can mix it into your coffee, you put it in your hot milk and make cocoa, and it has weed in it. So um, have fun with that. I tried it today, and um, it's, it's, it's pretty strong. There's probably like three cups of whatever you want.